Good evening, dummies. Yes, I said dummies. We've been doing this for a year. Dummies isn't a negative thing. Hillary Clinton called you deplorables. One of my listeners was like, D-U-M, don't unfriend me. It's an acronym where the dummies, like Barstool Sports, have stoolies. Do you think the stoolies are stool pigeons? No, you don't. And the dummies are not dummy. It's an acronym. It's a joke. If that's bothering you, the rest of the show, you should just absolutely love. Who am I? What do I do? My name is Matthew Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me. Uh, we now are at 68,000 followers. No, 58,000. Sorry, I gave myself a little too many. Behind me is a Facebook counter. You can see we're at uh, 43,992 likes. We might hit 44,000 tonight during the show. Wouldn't that be just awesome? Where can you find me? You can find me at Don't Unfriend Me Show. Type that into Google. You'll find all my podcasts. You'll find me on all social media. Stop by, like, share, follow, subscribe, all that type of stuff. And we never know when Facebook's going to pull the plug on this little shindig. So try to follow me across multiple platforms. I would appreciate it. Tonight, we are going to... I had a message from across the pond. A gentleman named Jeremy, a cheeky fellow from Britain, decided to ask me, can Americans have a conversation about gun control with people from Britain. Well, that's a really good one. I know Piers Morgan can't do it very effectively. Ben Shapiro wiped the floor with him. We'll see how I do tonight. I'm going to try to answer this bloke's question, and I will be right back. Remember, you can skip to these many minutes to pass up the intro, but it's a kind of cool intro. Hey, there's one. We're seven away from 44,000. Let's see if we can do it together tonight. By the way, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I record my show like this, 15 minutes or so, and Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I am live at 830 Eastern. I'll be right back. Navy veteran Matt Spear presents Don't Unfriend Me. Brutally honest. Experience matters. Facts, not feelings. To the point. And always direct. No safe spaces. You can agree or disagree. You can love him. You can hate him. Just don't unfriend him sit back relax don't unfriend me starts right now well i love that my wife did that what a nice thing to do what a cool little thing by the way folks if you have a few minutes stop by don'tunfriendme.com you can find my latest shirts like remember everyone deployed red friday for veterans Yes, it's a plug, but it also goes to a good cause. 10% goes to the Travis Mannion Foundation, so thanks for stopping by. Let's get to the show tonight. I know we're eagerly awaiting, and we've talked about a lot of intro stuff. It's time to get to From My Cold Dead Hands. Everyone knows how much I love the British. Well, today I was asked a question on Facebook, and I figured it would be a good idea to address things like this from time to time, no matter that it came from across the pond. The question was, why are you Americans so stubborn and why won't you listen to us about gun control? Well, that's pretty simple. Would you actually listen to an American and a legal gun owner on the merits of gun ownership? Just a guess here, but I'm guessing that you want to convince us of how great gun control is rather than listen to how great gun ownership is. And sure, we can discuss, not argue, the issue but if your whole purpose is to tell us how we need more gun control, especially since you have no actual knowledge, maybe a few statistics, but far from all of them on how gun ownership really works and usually actually is. 
I bet you hear about all kinds of gun deaths, but did you realize that two-thirds of them are suicide? Those guns aren't very dangerous unless you're suicidal. I'm not making light of suicide. It's very serious. I end my show the same way every night, and I take it extremely seriously. I take the accusations that America is overly violent simply because two-thirds of those deaths are suicide. But suicide by accident is pretty rare, I understand. Of course, I could be wrong. But that rate really drags down the gun death rate. And since I know how much the media likes to call assault weapons, it's a made-up term for scary-looking guns, honestly, guns that are black, it's racist against guns, actually. Did you know that there are more likely to die by a blunt instrument, such as a bat or a hammer, than you are by any long gun, including the scary <gasps> assault weapons? Murder and violence are still murder and violence, regardless of the tool used. Did you know that while guns are used in crimes in the U.S. at a rate of about 300,000 times per year, but used defensively about 500,000 to 3 million times, depending upon which category you want to look in? Sounds like getting rid of legal guns would cause a lot more people to be victims of crime rather than protecting them. Outside of a few neighborhoods in some cities, there are very few actual murders in the United States. It's the truth. The vast majority are in the inner city, gang and drug-infested areas, and ran by Democrats, if you really want to talk about the truth. If you are just walking down the street in almost any neighborhood in America, you will not be shot. Relax. There aren't bullets flying all around you. There are over 100 million legal gun owners with over half a billion guns and trillions of rounds of ammunition in the United States. Some of it is still works and some of it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. The point is there have been more bullets made than almost probably people on the planet. If we were a problem, it would be a lot more obvious and the numbers would be a lot more catastrophic, but any gun control you implement, tell me how it actually affects criminals not just reduces guns, because if the whole point is to reduce guns, then that's what we all believe anyway. But to reduce crime, does it work? The UK isn't the US. It's a different nation with a different culture and different values. Trying to demand that the US adopt UK norms for gun regulation or anything else is usually not just going to be productive. Here's some things to keep in mind if you try. Some 40% of US households contain firearms. For most Americans, our risk of being murdered with a gun aren't appreciably higher than people in the UK, surprisingly enough. There's no real correlation between existing state-level gun control laws and homicide rates. There's no real indication that changes in gun laws make meaningful changes in underlying homicide rates. Look at the inner cities. They have some of the strictest gun control laws, and they have some of the highest crime. It's particularly true that modest gun control changes won't but will impact a lot of firearm owners in a negative way. Particular aspects of British law are completely incompatible with American jurisprudence in many ways. To simply take laws that may work quite well for the UK and plug them into the US law would be like a square peg and a round hole. It just doesn't work. The idea of the right of the people to keep and bear arms is part of the fundamental identity of what it is to be an American. Our history started when civilians shot at British soldiers who attempted to take our weapons. Separating the U.S. from this would be like separating India from Hinduism, Italy from its Catholic heritage, or France from secularism. This isn't just some odd quirk of our laws. America shares a border with Mexico, one of the most violent nations on earth. Indeed, most of Central and South America is very, very violent as well. There is no assurance that a gunless America looks like the UK. 
it might end up looking a lot like Mexico, which is really bad news, or worse, Canada. Those scary Canucks, eh? If you want to have discussions about these things, sure. But if you are convinced of your great moral superiority and armed only with long disproven anti-gun talking points, don't expect to change any of our minds. The U.S. is nothing like the U.K., The state of Texas alone is almost four times the size of Great Britain, and much of our territory is still quite wild. We have good reasons to have firearms, including predator control, hunting, sport shooting, and self-defense. And most importantly, once citizens give up their means of armed resistance, they become subjects. And just ask the folks who survived the Holocaust, or the folks who have survived the reign of Pol Pot, or the people in Venezuela and how much better off they would have been if they had maintained the means to resist a murderous dictator. So the real answer for me is down and doesn't really come down to being stubborn. It is a matter of necessity and selecting the right tool for the job. The gun is simply a tool, and I'm the weapon. I don't necessarily like guns. I like tools. Tools give you capability. They do a job, and the more tools I have access to, the more jobs I can do myself. I buy lots of tools. Many people would say many of those tools are redundant, but they are not ones, but not the ones using the tools. Sanders, table saws, and hammers can all perform different tasks with different efficiencies, so having a few set up in different ways can be really helpful. Guns are tools, and so suffer from the same specialization. I have many guns all set up to do different things. I do not think any of them is any different than my saws or hammers. They are just a tool with a specific job like all the rest. Unfortunately, in the current political landscape, this is not a universally understood concept. My like of guns seen as politically distinct and separate from my like of other tools. The capability a gun gives you is seen as less acceptable than the capability given by other tools. So I have to treat my tool collecting hobby as two separate things in discussions. I collect tools and I collect guns. Never mind that I see them as one and the same. And that is not politically acceptable position to have. So I like guns because they give me capability. Just like I like other tools because they give me capability. Just don't confuse the two or people might think you are crazy. I've been told that I can be long in the tooth. So in the spirit, Jeremy, of giving you a brief response, my America that I know and love settled this argument 237 years ago. And that's all that's needed for past, present, and future debate. Long live the queen and silly games you play with your head and feet. Love, America. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Jeremy, thank you for being a good bloke and taking it in the shorts for queen and country. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. Do me a favor. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. Yes, Jeremy, some with guns. It is tragic. Traumatic brain injury, PTS. Anxiety and depression are all real for veterans. Please do me a favor. Reach out. Help them. Make a phone call. See if they are okay, especially if you haven't talked to one in a while. It can make all the difference. If you provide this number to them, I would appreciate it. If they won't call, reach out to me. Maybe I can help, and I'll make the call with you. If that doesn't work, they can go to don'tunfriendme.com, click on the VCL link, be connected free to an anonymous phone call. They will never be reported to their command, and it doesn't impact them, whether they're in or out of the military. And the last thing, you don't have to be a veteran. If you are a civilian, they will also help you. Mental 
Health is not just for military, not just for civilian. It's for everybody, and we should all take it seriously. 43,993. We're going to have to get to that 44,000 mark tonight live. You can join me 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. My recorded show is now Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to give a little time back to my family. Remember, we can agree, we can disagree, you can love me, you can hate me. Just don't unfriend me. God bless dummies, and have a good night.